Inside Out the podcast, bringing you a brand new segment featuring a few of my favorite people. Welcome to Inside Out, the Women Who Lead series, a series of high-level conversations with women who have played a pivotal role in my journey from self-discovery to self-mastery. I am so excited to share these incredible, fierce, and magnificent women with you. Hello, welcome back to Inside Out with Chris. I've got the amazing, incredible Liz here. She has been my mentor in the past and is doing incredible leading things. And this is why this segment is all around women who lead because Liz is a fucking leader. So we're going to talk about how she leads her business, how she leads her team, how she leads her life all in this episode. So Liz, how are you? I'm fabulous. It's great to be here, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. That's good. We've been meaning to do this for ages. (laughs) Yeah. So I love leadership and I love that this is about that. And I wonder for people who are thinking about leadership or wondering about leadership, whether they've actually ever looked into the structure of the word leadership. Mm. And there's so many different ways to look into the word itself. Like you can look at the etymology, you can look at the definition, you can look at the Latin root. The way that I like to look at leadership is that to ship something means to send it out and to bring it back, right? Like you're shipping something, you send it out and you bring it back because either your ship comes back or your ship comes back with something else on it. There's some kind of ship that's going in and out, right? So there's a giving and receiving. And in the olden days, lead used to be a really expensive metal, right? So lead was often shipped in and out. And so I like to think of leadership as something that you give out and equally get back. Interesting. Something precious you give out and equally get back. I really like that. Thanks. That's a really powerful take on the word. Like, you know, what we we know that what we put out, we call back in, right? But when we're talking about leadership in particular, I think a lot of women, especially in businesses, really struggle with leading themselves in business and leading themselves almost in life as well, because it maps into your relationships, of course, and the way you, I suppose, parent or things like that. People are fearful in my experience, um, in the coaching space, people are fearful of leading because they're afraid of being seen as something they don't want to be seen as, right? So bossy, bitchy, that sort of vibe. Yeah. I think that there's a, 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 shall we call it a challenge for women in that business is so fast paced these days. Social media is so fast these days. Like you've got to get a message out in seven seconds these days on social media for it to have impact. And for <laughs> it, I, that, that's insane. When I started, I used to do live videos that were an hour to an hour and a half long. And it was really easy to get your message across in that time frame. And now you're looking at seven seconds to keep up with those people that are the top content creators. And I think for women, the challenge is the lack of recognition of the divine feminine. Right. So if we, if we consider that there are levels of femininity, this plays into levels of leadership. Most women are totally willing to be either the maiden, the mother or the crone, yet unwilling to fully step into their actual true power as the divine feminine, where she can cross the boundary of femininity and masculinity easily and with grace. And so there's a seamless movement from total power and penetration down into absolute reception and by reception I mean receivership and gentleness and the ability to sway between those two seemingly paradoxical states is where the true skill of leadership lies 
However, that's not where anyone starts, right? Like no one starts there. The, the key to starting is how do you lead yourself? Because if you're not leading yourself, and that's what you alluded to earlier, if you're not leading yourself, then I, I would question, and this is where I start to put in my own take on it, right? If you can't lead yourself, then how on earth can you purport to be leading others? And I see it all the time. I see women who are still so challenged by their own limiting beliefs, challenged by their physicality, challenged by their looks, challenged by what others would think of them, that they're not even leading themselves. And then they're putting stuff out on social media or putting stuff out on a website or starting a business and employing people. And it all starts to fail. Mm. And it starts to fail because they're not unwilling to lead themselves. And they think they are. They think they are. And I know this. I've, ex I've experienced it. It's where everyone starts, right? You start with this, hey, let's just throw stuff at the wall and hope that something sticks. It's a bit like cooking pasta, you know. When it sticks, you know you're ready. And, <laughs> and the thing is, is that the only way you can do that initially is to put a stake in the ground, right? Mm -hmm. You put a stake in the ground and you choose, and this may sound weird, you choose your limiting belief, right? Mm -hmm because all beliefs are limiting. And so anything we think is always going to limit us. If we want to be a millionaire, it'll limit us from becoming a billionaire. If we want to be thin, it'll limit us from eating whatever the new thing at McDonald's is, which might actually taste really good. Who knows? I wouldn't know, but it, but it would limit it from whatever belief you have will limit you from something. If you believe that you're a great mother, it'll make you feel guilty on the day that you didn't meet up to your own standards. So you've got to put a stake in the ground and you've got to pick your limiting belief. And if your limiting belief for now gets to be I'm healthy or gets to be I'm successful or gets to be I have everything I need, whatever that limiting belief is, you have to choose it, put your stake in the ground with it and go, this is where I'm headed. This is where I'm going. Everything I do moves me towards that. Mm -hmm. And that's a very masculine penetrative style, right? So equally while you do that, you need to go, okay, and in order to achieve that, I need to look after me. So what are my actual needs? Not my desires, not my fluffy little, you know, I wish he'd talk to me more or I wish the kids would pick up their clothes. Like those aren't needs. If your kids don't pick up their socks, guess what? It doesn't actually matter. <laughs> In the long run, it really doesn't matter. Like yeah. it's nice if they do. And if you <laughs> If you're getting stressed about it, it's really not worth it. Like none of that's worth it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do we lead ourselves enough to get to that place where we're willing to put a stake in the ground, knowing that as soon as we put a stake in the ground, there will be haters of some kind. And what I mean by haters is there might be people who just say something slightly negative and you receive it as hate. Or there might be people who, you know, fall out on out, go and give you a death threat. Um, I've had plenty of those in my past. Mm -hmm. And they might also be people who are just slowly moving away from you, not really telling you they don't want to be your friend anymore, but just hinting at it and slowly stepping out of your life. And all of these things happen when you put a stake in the ground, because as soon as you do, it's like raising a flag. It's like, hello, here I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I feel like. This is who I am. And as soon as we define ourselves, there's this fear that someone else will redefine us in their viewpoint, right? So as soon as we say, I am a, you know, I don't know, what would we say? Like, I'm a great mother. 
someone will look and find something that you do that doesn't make you a great mother and go, yeah, but what about this? You know, as soon as you say, I'm, I'm excellent at business, someone will go, oh, what are your numbers on such and such? And you go, oh God, I don't know. Like it's going to be a loophole where your stake isn't fully in the ground because until you've walked the walk as well as talk the talk, you know, every time you step again, you're putting a hammer into that stake and you're driving it further into the ground. You're creating it in a way that makes you absolutely unshakable, mm. right? All very masculine energy. Yeah. However, if you get tired doing that, you need to rest. The problem is, is people tend to swing the pendulum the other way fully, right? So they've gone hard, they've driven their stake into the ground, and then they swing the pendulum all the way to the other end and go, oh, that was so tiring. I definitely need a week off now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, do you even know what you want? You're asking for this incredible business, this incredible life. You're wanting to be a leader. Uh, sorry, there's no days off in this life because one day there's going to be one day off and it'll be your last day off and you'll be gone. And, you know, some of us know that all too well. We've experienced it. We've seen it flash before our eyes in recent times. And it's like that, oh, my God, there is so much more I want to do before that happens. And I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I go to bed at 11. I squeeze the life out of every single day because I actually love living and I want to lead myself in a way that I experience everything that life has to offer. And by when I say that, people go, what about the bad stuff? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that the first part of my life was most of the bad stuff. I'm here for the great stuff that's coming now. I'm here for all the exciting things that I get to do. And unless I lead myself in a way that allows me to complete the things I want to complete with tenacity, discipline, strength, I very rarely get to fully experience the other end, which is being served, being in receivership, being loved, being cared for, right? And, and this is the thing. If you're unwilling to go to the limits in one direction, you'll be unwilling and unable to experience the limits in the other direction. And so leadership has to look like the stake in the ground at one end and absolute surrender at the other. I love that. I really, really love that. And one of just going back um, to something that you said earlier on, it's profound how I shifted when I was in the room in my training with you doing my master's for NLP um, in terms of I learned and embodied to ask for what I want. And it was one of the biggest learnings that I took from doing the training was I can actually fucking get what I want, but I actually just need to ask for it. And use my voice around that. Like so many women that I'm working with at the moment, there's such a big block in asking for what you want. And it's like, they think that they're going to be too masculine or too demanding or too bossy or too bitchy or this or that. There's this fear around masculinity. And it's like, you actually get to have it all and you can be both, but you've got to swing that pendulum like back and forth and integrate both sides. And and the thing is, is that this has all been taught to us. Yeah. It's just a program we're running, right? We went to school and we were told, sit down, do your work. Don't do this. Do do this. Don't do that. And if we wanted to go to the toilet, even at some schools, some people were told to put their hand down or were told they weren't allowed to go to the toilet. Yeah. And every time that happened, a little piece of you was shut down. Mm. Right? Every time you got told no, there was something that shut you down to the point that for some people, they're lack of tenaciousness in terms of programming so no one ever taught them to you know hard grit and to keep going 
they just shut down and they just sort of fade into nothing people. And, you know, we often have a joke and call them NPCs or non-playing characters. Like, you know, when you see those video games and there's the character that's just standing at the counter and they never do it. <laughs> yeah. right? There are people like that in life. They're like non-playing characters. And it's like, wow, how did you get to the point where your life is so monotonous, so boring, so samey every day that you can't see the beauty in the wind or you can't see the beauty in a flower or you can't see, you know, how precious someone finding out they're pregnant is or, mm. you know, like there's so much excitement and joy in life. And when I see people that come into the room um, in our trainings that are depressed, I'm like so sad for them that they have experienced a life where those simple pleasures have become unattainable where the the cloud of programs that's flooding their mind has prevented them from the vision of what's possible yeah. because we were all created in a way that we're here to experience joy like when people say it's okay to not be okay I'm like no it's not like it's so not okay to not be okay it's actually normal to feel great every day and yet I know people who are going to listen to this are going to be oh she's mad you know no one can feel great every day well maybe not right but if you seek perfection and you come in second you'll get excellence and that's a pretty cool second place yes it is that's good very good second place yeah yeah so, so I I like what I love about the training room and you said you know I learned how to ask for what I want there was just a voice that was shut down in you a long time ago. And this is like such an exciting podcast to be on because how great is your voice? Yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. using it to impact people yeah. and you're using it to create stuff with people. And when that little voice is shut down, whether it was shut down when you're a little girl or a teenager or a, a young adult, it's shut down and then someone has to remind you. And so a lot of the time I like to think of our trainings as just reminders of what people know, like, and, and it's things that people know that they've forgotten or it's things that people know but they no longer believe it's possible or it's it's like it's it's a life training really yeah it's it is not just about how to you know become a coach or how to learn NLP it's actually integrated and it's a life training where you get to go oh and there are some people that come in and I remember you in the training like it was fast your transformation it was really fast it was just like you got it and then it was like oh I'm kind of yeah. done now like okay cool like do I really have to sit here for the whole 15 days because I kind of got what I came for in the first three days like yay and yeah, I actually remember coming to you and being like did I do this right did I did I get it right because I'm not crying and I'm not really that sad and everyone else seems to be really sad right now and like going to, through this big emotional breakthrough of life and I'm like oh I, I get it now did I do it wrong and you're like no that's perfect and I'm like oh okay yeah. like you know and everyone does it differently and that's the other thing like we've recently had an influx of babies in our community. There are all these people having babies at the moment and lots of lots of people pregnant. Um, I'm about to become a glamour in March next year, which is very exciting. Oh, exciting. And, yeah. And I like this influx of babies has really shown me a whole new level of programming where motherhood is seen online, right? Rather than in person, instead of going to the lady next door, who's also had a baby at the same time and chatting, you, people are watching everything on Instagram mm. and there's filters, there's cuts of reels. There's, I'm only going to show you my baby on the happy days. There's 
you know, how to feel guilty 101, go watch Instagram on how to be a mother. Like <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. The amount of things that they're saying about babies and my son being, well, his partner's pregnant at the moment. And what's been interesting is watching what they think they need for a baby. So like, they'll send me things like, do we think we need this? Do we need that? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like your baby's going to be fine. You don't need any of this stuff. Like you just need somewhere to sleep. That's it. Literally. We need this many things. We need that many things. I'm like, no, you don't. Oh, this website says that we need so many singlets and so many things. And I'm like, great. Well, in 1940, because when I was pregnant, which was not 1940, <laughs> uh, when I was pregnant, I used my grandmother's book that she'd used before my mother was born, which was called Pregnancy and, and You. And it was published, I think it was first published in 1913. It was republished in 1940. And it had a list of things you'd need for your baby. So many singlets, so many bibs, you know, so many hats, things like that. So I just found that and I got it out and I gave it to her. Like, use this book it was more practical people didn't have as much expendable income and so it was a practical book and he's like this doesn't seem like much like, well okay cool believe instagram or believe your mother who actually raised you and got you through life mm-hmm. and and this is the thing about this is also moves into leadership without the right community you cannot be a leader Now, that seems like a strange thing because surely to build a community, you have to be a leader. Well, yes. However, until you have the right community around you, as in your community, as the leader, because leaders need communities too. Leaders need people too. Leaders need other leaders around them. Then building your own community is going to be a struggle because you're going to believe everything. It's that whole adage of if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything, right? You've got to put your stake in the ground And that is in all areas of life, whether you're having a baby, leading a business, running your kids around, making love to your husband, like whatever it is, you have to have this stake in the ground of this is what I believe in and this is where my goal is and this is where everything I do is headed. I love that. That's amazing. So freaking great. Thank you. You're so, I like when I reference you or I'm talking about who you are to anyone, I'm like, She's like just this walking encyclopedia of all this information. And if you have a question about anything ever, you can just ask Liz and she knows the answer. No matter what it is, she's always got an answer for it, which I bloody love. Gosh, I like I can only say that I I hope, you know, down the track that I can amount to having the knowledge and power of wisdom that you carry because you have had so many incredible life experiences. And one of the things I did want to get you to share on this podcast was your mission because you've shared this on your Instagram and I'd love to share it with my audience and community here. And it brought me to tears. It's incredibly powerful. So I'd love you to share that, please. Yeah, so the mission is is that let's allow women to be women. How do we do that though, right? So women really desire safety. And the key thing is, is if, you, if you're a man happen to happen to be listening to this podcast, I want to tell you all you need to do to have a great relationship is consistently make sure that your woman feels safe. If she feels safe, she'll still test you. That's just part of who we are. There'll be a test after test. So if you just keep meeting the test with you're safe with me, you're safe with me, you're safe with me, then she'll be happy. So the thing is, is women want to feel safe. So we have to allow men to return to their masculinity, to be able to be strong, to be able to tell us no sometimes, to be able to be in charge and to lead us as women. 
so that we as women can return into our soft femininity through feeling safe so that children get to live a safe and beautiful upbringing with a mother and a, a father who are powerful and connected and and totally integrated in who they are like that's that's the mission and the way that we do this is we need to teach people how to communicate with each other Mm. people need to recognize communication first of all and again with leadership with communication first of all with self and then with others because it's not what others say about you it's what you say about you that matters yeah. you know it's what's uh, what's going on in your head it's that it's that gunfire voice of right it's like a machine gun firing for some people where that that self-talk never shuts up and it's like how do we allow a woman to return to her femininity where she can be nurtured, blessed, loved, cared for, caressed, you know, where that noise gets a chance to actually stop? I love that. Yeah. That's fucking insane. It's so great. And anyone that listens to this, it's like, hey, listen to this in the car with your husband in the car, just this part, like save it here. <laughs> <laughs> Women feeling safe, that is the only thing that we need to thrive in our relationships. And so many women that I work with don't feel safe in their relationship, but they put that onto the man, they project that onto them as it being a them problem. And it's like, yes and no. It, like you need to do the work, woman, to feel safe in your body. And then you also need to share what you need from him. And like women have this expectation that they don't discuss. It's like, I want you to make me safe, but because you're not, I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm just going to expect that you do it. And then we're going to get, and you don't. So then we get divorced and then we're both miserable and horrible co-parents and we've ruined everything when all it needs to be is like, Hey, I'm not feeling safe in this relationship right now. Emotionally. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So you've just touched on covert contracts. Yes. And, and they are, they're the downfall of relationships, right? The expectation that someone will do something a certain way, treat you a certain way, say something a certain way is such a problem in relationships because all you have to do is actually say this is what I want now I know if you're a woman out there you've probably told him 500 million times did you tell him today did you say this is how I'd like to be touched today this is how I'd like to be nurtured today this is how I'd like to receive you today you know this is how I would like to spend the weekend with you like if we're not telling them and yet we're expecting them to show up with love and kindness and, you know, when they've maybe had a really bad day and we haven't even told them how we want them to respond to us, then we're just setting ourselves up for a failure. Yeah. And again, that communication piece around language specifically in how you want to deliver that. So like rather than let's say the last experience that your partner has is when he got it wrong you went off at him, right? And you're like, you never do this, you never do this. Then you compared him to another man or then you compared him to, a, you know, your friend's partner or something like that. Well, this time when you say, deliver it in a way where he will hear you and meet you in it. Don't be like army sergeant, like bang, bang, bang. This is what I want. This is what I expect. He's not going to fucking listen. He's turn, turn the dial right down. You don't want to hear that voice. Like he's like, I'm watching TV and unwinding kind of thing. And then you're mad because he didn't hear you. It's like, sit with him, ask for his attention and invite him to have an open conversation. Do it with nourishment right? Do it with like intentionality of being in receivership of each other. And yeah, be his wife, not mm -hmm. his mother. Mm -hmm. right? So many women mother their men. Yeah. And yes. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes they need an extra reminder. They need a reminder or three or five or 10, 
And that's just because they're singularly focused. And so if they're doing one thing and you tell them to do another thing, they can't do that till they finish the first thing. It's the way their brain works. They're designed like that so that they actually achieve goals. And the thing is, is even with those reminders, instead of going, hey, I told you already today, you're just like, hey, is it okay if you still do the bins? Hey, are the bins done? Not are the bins done yet. Mm. Yeah? And yeah. And, you know, sometimes is it okay if you do the bins? Mm. Like, you know, all of us experience this thing where sometimes our husbands go away and all of a sudden we become these capable women who can do everything. Yet when they're home, we like to test them by going, hey, have you done the bins? Excuse me, the toilet's leaking. Mate, if my husband was away, I could fix a leaking toilet. <laughs> but if he's home, I'm going to ask him to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And we play these silly games because we're wanting to test for safety. We're wanting to test, will you be there for me in my need? Will we be there? Like we know that we're capable already because we've done it. We've all had those experiences where we've done it on our own. We know we can do it. Really, we do. And we're really looking for acceptance and love and safety. And we want to know that whatever we do, they're going to be there for us. Yeah. And, and the good ones are, you know, the good ones are. The problem is, though, if we go around with these covert contracts, then we're gonna all we're doing is setting ourselves up for failure, because half the time it won't hurt them. Yeah, absolutely. It'll just hurt us. We'll be the ones who end up crying. Yeah, that's it. 100%. And they'll be still sitting there going, "Huh? I don't get it. What's going on?" Yeah, I had to laugh then when you said that. As you know, my husband has had we've had some stuff going on at home over the last couple, like month or so where he hasn't been at home, and suddenly. I was taking the bins out and I was picking up the dog poo and I was cleaning up the backyard and I had the, is it a blower? Is that what you call it? And I like, pull oh, yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't leaf blower. yeah, leaf blower that one. I'm like doing the backyard and the deck and this, I'm like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And, and it's like, every, like I've never touched any of that stuff. I've never even like picked it up. Like it just doesn't happen. And he, when we got the puppy, he kind of just went, no backyard's my domain. And he does done most of it. I'd do it sometimes, but I'd be like, oh no, he's done it already sort of thing. And then that entire time I just did it myself. I'm like, oh, look what I can do. I'm so independent. Oh my gosh, I can do it all. <laughs> like I can't lift two pairs of shoes. I'll, I'll ask Simon to do that. I'll say, hey, you know, I need to carry these two boxes of shoes out to the car because we're going to the room before an event. And I, can't, I definitely can't carry them. We've just bought a new house and we're renovating and I've been carrying bits of concrete. I've been carrying rolls <laughs> of AstroTurf because the whole backyard was AstroTurf, which we've had to pull up. You know, I've, I've used a sledgehammer to smash a whole deck to pieces. And <laughs> my son came out the other day and he goes, you know, you're so weird. And I went, why? And he goes, well, you're always asking for help yet you're out here swinging a sledgehammer and you've been swinging it for three hours, smashing up fibrous cement on the top of this deck. I don't get it. Like you're quite, you can do it. You're strong. And mm. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to always be that person. I, mm. I don't want to be it sometimes. I'm enjoying smashing up the deck. Yes. Yeah. But you like not enjoy carrying your shoes. And I'm like, mm, I do, but yeah, you know, I was in different energy at the point of time, which I asked for the shoes to be carried. Yeah, I love that behavior flexibility and just getting what you want, really. Yeah, yeah. 
quick lesson in how to get what you want (laughs) quick yeah well thank you so so much for coming on the podcast today it's been an absolute pleasure and privilege to be chatting with you and I know that this is going to drop in for the people that need to hear it so I really appreciate your time babe thank you so much and if anyone wants to connect with me I'd love them to jump over onto my insta which is elizabeth ann walker underscore e-a-w-t-c perfect perfect I'm yeah so stoked with how this conversation went it just went from here all the way down to here, exactly where I wanted to go. And I knew it would. (laughs)